Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866 866- 691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Go sure. Watch what? Your baseball game. Yes. The first day of uh, the best time of year. Uh, so good they play at nine in the morning today. Isn't that great? <laughs> Friday it's... at nine AM. Were you sitting there staring? Uh-huh. <laughs> I love morning baseball games. Great, because the day starts out happy. The day starts out with something I enjoy. Well, I guess that's something. Yeah. What's the, uh, what is it, the Cardinals and the Phillies? I was watching some of that. That's who's playing now? Or are they done? Uh, no, they're, uh, uh, the Cardinals are. Uh... Oh, no, don't ruin it for people who are recording oh. it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. There's a lot of Phillies and Cardinals fans recording it now. <laughs> Here in L.A., in our sure. audience, yeah. yeah. Sure. Okay, sure. Then I went to the iHeartRadio app. I, we got plenty of listeners in St. Louis and Philly, I'm sure. Well, I mean, if they're real fans. And they're, they're trying to watch us, they're... listen to the game, watching the game and listen to us, and it's like, well, don't ruin it. All right, sure. Well, if they're actually watching the game, they know the score. I'm just yeah, I, I would think if you're that big a fan, you're uh, you're watching it right now. But... It's about the only thing left is live sports that you really don't want to record and watch later. It just doesn't work as well. No, it doesn't. Because it's hard to Be- avoid. Uh, because it's a big game, the plus, story. And... and you know the answer is out there. Somewhere yeah, the answer is out there. It's like recording a police chase and watching it the next day. Like when I hear news reports a day after a police chase, I'm like, eh, it's over. If I watched it live, maybe. Besides, yeah. there'll be another one in a few minutes anyway. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah, this was like the best ever. So. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, don't forget, and the Dodgers will be in this, but not till next week. They're no. waiting for the winners. Right. Be the, uh, winner. the Mets Padres winner. Mets Padres winner will be playing the Dodgers. We'll be playing the Dodgers beginning next week. Um, yeah, if, if the Mets go on to play the Dodgers, I'm not paying any attention next week to anything. Okay. That's all I'm doing. Good to know. The only thing I found a little weird about this, 
I just caught up about a week ago with how they added more wildcard teams and they kind of changed the playoff format a little bit so that in the first round, the, half the teams don't get a home game at all. It's the best out of three, and there's no home game for you Yeah, if you're the weaker team, the lower ranked. Yeah, team. well, they wanted to give a reward for every spot For having up a and, better record rather yeah. than being... I know, I just thought it's odd that you go through 162 games and your team makes the playoffs. I'm like, we're not going to have a home game? No. Not unless you win this round. Got to play better. To the next round, you get a home game, but not the first round. Got to play better. The Mets got uh, screwed out of... Uh, uh, yeah, they lost a division. Yeah, they lost what a, a division. They were ahead by 10 games? They had... Uh, yeah, I think 10 and a half at one point. They won 101 games. Just the uh, Braves are incredibly good. That's the, the World Series champs. The World Series champion. They had a slow start, but they 101 games. It's uh, just that uh, this year, there were no, no tie-breaking games. It oh. was season series. And uh, oh, that's what they did. Braves took the season series 10 to 9 because they swept the last three games last week. So, uh, oh, uh, they did. They did finish with the same record. Yeah, they both won 101 games. Oh, I didn't pay attention. To that. I thought the Braves passed the Mets with that last series, but I wasn't really. Well, they did, and then they backed up a bit. Oh, I see. So. Well, welcome to Sports Talk Radio with the John and Kay hey, Show. That's all I really How care about you? today. The baseball head is uh, taking over. Yeah, the, uh, finally a day for me. Uh, all right. Well, all right. yesterday at this time, and it's getting it's getting more and more difficult to uh, ferret through stories and try to figure out. What's really going on when it comes to crime and suspects? One of the big stories was the stabbing on the Las Vegas Strip. It was kind of the breaking news when we came on the air yesterday. It happened just before noon yesterday in Vegas, outside like the Wynn Resort, if you know the Strip at all, on Las Vegas Boulevard. And all we knew is that, uh, well, from the early reports, a man wanted to take a picture with the showgirls who dress up as showgirls and walk around and take photos with tourists for money. Uh, just like so many other people dressed up as characters do over the years. And that, you know, he pulled a knife and he started stabbing people. Well, we know more. And in fact, he's made a court appearance. Yanni Barrios, age 32, appeared in court. He'll be held without bail. Uh, When this was over, he stabbed eight people, two fatally, six with injuries. And one of the people that he stabbed to death was a showgirl. Uh, Her name was uh, Maris Jordan, 30 years old. Four women posing as showgirls. The story is, and boy, the the, the real story that's coming from the Las Vegas Review Journal does start to add a little bit of the detail I thought was missing from everything else I looked at yesterday and today. Um, Barrios, uh, the story is that uh, he told police he arrived in Las Vegas on Tuesday. Had no place to stay. Do you see where this is going? Yeah. Yeah. So he went into the Wynn Resort in Las Vegas and asked a janitor about jobs. The security guard told Barrios to jump in front of a train. Detectives actually wrote that in the arrest report. That's the quote from the suspect. <laughs> that was not. What a greeting. <laughs> Jumping. Well, do you see the guy? I, Look I at him. Look at that hair. So It's got this, it's, it's this curly black Looks yeah, it's like, like a, a bush, bush on his head. Yeah. yeah. Now that is uh, an unorthodox he, hairstyle. He needs a gardener. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he, he goes outside and he sees the women on the pedestrian bridge. And then he's convinced people are laughing at him. They probably were. They, he's look at the described guy. as a native of Mexico and lists an L.A. address. Uh-huh. That could be just some family member he was staying with. Yeah. What's, uh, he what's... wanted to make money to go home to Guatemala. 
Okay. He's a native of Mexico, but he's going home to Guatemala. Anyway, is this adding up to any of you? By, by the way, what's the immigration status that nobody mentions anymore? Nobody mentions that either. So this could be this could be a homeless illegal alien is what we're looking at here. Yeah. He was hoping cops would shoot him. So apparently he got offended because he thought they were laughing at him, and he went on a stabbing spree. Uh-huh. Uh, he not only killed Maris Jordan, he killed a man by the name of Brent Hallett, 47-year-old, who happened to be nearby because he just went on a frenzy. Everyone said it was over so quick and so crazy and there was so much blood. Yeah. You think that janitor feels bad now? Uh, Telling well, supposedly a security well, guard told him this. Well, that's what I mean. He security. asked the janitor about jobs and the security guard probably came over and said, what's this about? Because you, you go into Vegas casinos, they don't really kid around. There's sometimes somebody at the door just watching people that come in. Well, sure. They, they, you don't find homeless people well, walking around the casinos. They're on the strip, but they're not going to be walking well, around long inside the casinos. They ain't happening. And I'm wondering if, yeah, this guy looked really scruffy. And the security guard said, what do you, what do you want? Yeah, jump in front of a train. Take a hike. And uh, if you got a little mental illness and you walk outside and then you're looking around and you see the showgirls just having fun, you think they're laughing at you? You can yeah. see how this adds up. No, he, he, pro- he probably has severe mental illness. I, I would say so. Yeah. But uh, it just seemed kind of hidden in the story because I'm like, well, they got his name last night, but they're still not saying where he's from or anything. Yeah, about I know him. the story was, was, all these stories now are written backwards. And to find the incriminating or questionable descriptions and evidence against uh, the, the killer, you have to go deep into the story. So they, they want to hide it, they want to downplay it. They want yeah, it because they don't want you to demonize but, and decide, oh, well, there you go, another homeless, and this time an illegal alien homeless. You, we don't you, know that you, for sure, you, but. You, sta- you stab eight people, you, you deserve to be demonized here. Just the way it is. All right, coming up after the news at 2.30, the New York City mayor has declared a state of emergency over all the migrants pouring into his city from places like Texas. Uh, There are still buses arriving there. The New York City police have a response of their own to try to slow down the buses. We'll bring you the whole story and the update because the governor of Texas says he ain't stopping sending the migrants to that city. So Mr. Sanctuary City in New York City, squealing like a pig, isn't he? Yeah, and you might be surprised to learn that the Democratic mayor of El Paso is doing the same thing, but it gets no coverage. Yeah, he has sent... He is sending out migrant buses from his city out of state. So. The, the uh, Democratic mayor of El Paso has sent four times as many migrants to New York and Chicago as the governor, Greg Abbott. No coverage. No coverage. Not outrageous. No. No. Not a stunt. Uh, there's, there's no coverage. Nothing. There's so much fake news. There really is. I, I mean, how, how could you not do as many stories on the El Paso mayor as you have on Abbott and DeSantis? When this, this mayor, I don't even know the guy's name until today. It's the first I heard of him. Oh, the mayor of Oscar him. Leeser. He's the mayor. He sent out 7,000 out of his town. Can you imagine 7,000 in a relatively small city like El Paso? Jeez. Today, they did something in Uvalde, Texas. It was back on May 24th, where there was a mass shooting at Robb Elementary School. 19 children, two teachers were killed. And the thing that they did today that's making news is they suspended the entire Uvalde School District Police Department. But wait till you hear why. (laughs) They should have already done that because uh, everybody that responded to that shooting and just stood in a hallway and did nothing 
while those poor children died and this guy just stayed in there shooting at will yeah, almost should cops. be dismissed if not charged yeah they ought to be in jail the whole yeah. the whole poli- all, all those uh, police officers who stood there the district superintendent his name is Hal Harrell announced that the school board will consider his retirement options and a transition plan at a meeting next week what happened and this is really uh, uh, quite a development an officer by the name of Crimson Elizondo, who was a Texas Department of Public Safety trooper, got hired as a Uvalde School District police officer months after the rampage. Now, you may say, well, all right, why is that a significant development? Well, she was there, too, on May 24th. She was in the hallway. CNN rep- reported that she responded to the shooting within the first two minutes after the gunman entered the school and was among 91 Department of Public Safety officers who waited in the hallway for 77 minutes before they went in and confronted the shooter. So it wasn't all just uh, school district police. We knew that there was a bunch of other police that came to the scene. I mean, 91. There was 91 Texas Department of Public Safety. They're like troopers. A video released by CNN yesterday shows Elizondo arriving in her uniform with a handgun and then again briefly in the hallway on another officer's body camera. Later on in the video, she can be heard on the body camera footage talking to another officer after she was asked whether she had any kids at school that day. And she said, if my son was in there, I wouldn't have been outside. I promise you that. People didn't like that. It's like, well, oh, in I other see. words, you're only going to do something these, if it's your own child. These are other people's kids. So I don't care. I'm not yeah. going to go in and get killed for other people's kids. Right. If I didn't sign up for that. But if you're not a police officer, that's fine to say. But if you're a police officer, this is what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to save strangers. Yeah. yeah. I, Otherwise, just, there's no point to having a police department. There's not, because they would only save their own family. You know, but we're, we, didn't, we don't have oh, police. Oh, there's a de- fire in that house? Or there's a bank robbery? Well, I don't know anybody at the bank, so okay. The way things are going, it's like it's the police departments just exist to hand out parking tickets and uh, speeding tickets. Yeah, they're a deterrent. Yeah, well, uh, you know, my, but, you know, my side of, actually happens. You may not be able to count on them. Yeah, my side of town takes a long time for the uh, cops to show up. Yeah. Because there, so, there, there was a break-in uh, in my neighborhood uh, a few nights ago, and uh, there were the local security patrols that showed up, but uh, no sign of the place. They, they took, I don't know, like an hour to get there. They just don't oh. respond because it was a house burglary, so, eh. So she's been fired, and now the entire Uvalde School District police force has been suspended. Uh, They clearly had to do something once this got on CNN, that not only was she standing in the hallway that day, she later got a job with the Uvalde School District police. You know, if we only had a recording of what they were all saying for that hour and a half, because this uh, quote happened to leak, you know, they get rid of her. But what about all of them standing there? What? Because I, I can't imagine that they, were, they weren't discussing why aren't we going in or I don't want to go in. Don't you go in because then I'll have to follow 77 minutes you. is a long time. You're right. There must have been yeah. a lot of A lot of conversation. Because did they realize it was an unusual situation? Or were that, they all just saying, who's got the keys? Does anybody have the keys? Yeah. We found out later you didn't need the keys. It wasn't locked, is what they said. Yeah, I guess nobody tried the door. No, they thought it was that, bolted in there or something. They were just, you know, still, this makes no sense. 
it's how many months later now? It's five months it later. It was May, yeah. So. Yeah, five months later. It makes no sense that you'd have that many officers standing around that long in one of the most horrific situations manageable. How the can, only way it makes sense is to say they didn't want to confront a, a shooter, a mass shooter with a powerful gun. They were too frightened. All of them. They're all armed. Yeah, I know. It's, or among them were some said, I just follow orders. Yeah. Well, we were told you, not to go in there yet. You always like those guys. I can't think for myself. I won't do anything that needs to be done because I was told to stand here. How many total cops were there? I know they were uh, from the six quite different a few. agencies. I mean, if there was 91 uh, Texas Department of Public Safety troopers there. Yeah, there was over 100 then total. There well, was well because over the Uvalde School District Police was there, and I think there was a couple of other police force members who came there, too. Yeah, I think there We was know a- eventually the Border Patrol showed up, and that was a Border Patrol agent was the one that went in there and killed the... Uh, Killed the shooter when they finally went in. But, oh, there was a massive response. Were they all suffering from mass hypnosis? Uh, It's inexplicable. The only explanation that police chief gave, and I'm sure this is going to drag on for years, this investigation, is that, oh, we thought it was just a barricade situation. It was over. He's just in there. We just have to figure out how to get to him. They all thought that, huh? So everybody had it wrong? Either all the, the kids escaped or they're dead. I... Didn't turn out to be that way, from what we understand. And, and nobody wanted to check to see what actually was going on. I guess not. It's, impo- it's just all things impossible to me. Well, this probably was interesting. We're going to find out more after 3 o'clock. There was a news conference today, and you know who the two leading people that appeared at the news conference in Pasadena are? Sheriff Villanueva and the Attorney General Rob Bonta. I must have been, uh, did they punch each other or... Anyway, it was about some sort of a mail fraud case uh, that is the reason for the news conference. Uh, It says here involving hundreds of forged checks. But I think the press went there, along with Steve Gregory, to find out about the Sheila Keel story. Right. Because Bont is supposed to be investigating it instead of Villanueva. He took it over, right? He ripped it from the sheriff's department. But is he he doing anything? Good question. Or did he just take it away from Villanueva and it's sitting there? Uh, that's what we're going to find out from Steve or see if anything was learned from the two. But they probably didn't. Well, maybe they did expect to be bombarded with questions about Sheila Kula, not this uh, mail fraud case that they they were there for. Uh, So we'll talk about it coming up after the news at uh, three o'clock. The mayor of New York City has declared a state of emergency. The number of people in the New York City main shelter system has exceeded 61,000. That apparently is near a record for the city of New York, and a lot of them are the migrants. That's what we're hearing, because that's kind of the first place they have to go when they arrive in the city from a place like Texas by bus, uh, because apparently they don't have any place to stay, and they need some kind of services, so they're often sent into the city shelter system. They have a, uh, an unusual law in New York where uh, homeless people, uh, the city has to give them some kind of shelter. Like the, and the homeless are required to take it. And this law was drawn up years ago to get the bodies off the street. They so, do have a lower percentage of outside homeless people than we do. Far lower. Yeah. I mean, they, they try to do as much as they can. But the law in the book says you have to offer them shelter and the homeless must take it. So they're building a tent intake center on Randall's Island. It's the East River just off of Manhattan. They're also... Oh, this is back again. Negotiating with cruise ship companies to house migrants on board a ship. Yeah. Didn't they yeah. remember with COVID they were, they were doing that or they were yeah. thinking about doing well, it? Well, there's, there's probably, uh, I, I don't know how the cruise industry is doing right now. 
I don't either. But they, they might have some uh, empty ships available. We know Ray got back on a cruise ship a few months ago and yeah. got COVID, so yeah. that's all I know about it. <laughs> he got like the worst COVID out of it when I knew. <laughs> uh, he says uh, they're overwhelmed by the roughly 17,000 migrants that have arrived since April. And he thinks that the number will reach 100,000 eventually. Nine more buses arrived yesterday in New York City. The city had set up 42 emergency shelters and enrolled 5,000 children in schools so far, the mayor says. But he's talking about a billion dollars having to be spent. Well, you know, what's what's really funny is he's getting blasted by all sides. Uh, One borough of New York City is Staten Island. And it is technically part of New York City, but it's really it's its own world. It's it's kind of Republican. Yeah, it's mostly Republican. It's an island that sits out in the Hudson River. And they don't want an intake center on Staten Island. And uh, they don't want cruise ships nearby taking in the... uh, But what's also funny is that 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 phony fool, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, she doesn't want an intake center in the Bronx in her district either. Why not? Uh, I thought this was a humanitarian (laughs) crisis. We must all respond. Because the locals probably don't want it. And she's I'll running. Bet you for re- jumps into this and says, "We'll take everybody." And she's running for re-election, so oh, so nice. so she's she's all of a sudden. See, she's for the border being wide open as long as people don't come to her district. And oh, Adams was for the border being wide open, and everybody was into, "Hey, we're a sanctuary city. Come on, come all." Until they actually showed up. This is one of the most brilliant stunts in the history of politics, and, <laughs> and now they've got thousands. And they're they're they they can't stop squealing, because they're, they're, there's not and they keep saying well, we have nowhere to put them. Yeah, I exactly. Think if you look at this calmly and rationally, and even if you're an open border person, you see this because the Times loves to frame it as a humanitarian crisis. Then we have to uh, share the migrants with the nation, so everybody can take uh, on mm-hmm. their share, and yeah. it helps spread out the cost and the burden. Sure, why not? And and the the cities with the biggest budgets that have huge budgets for uh, social services are places like New York and Chicago and Los Angeles. Yeah, Abbott picked New York because it's a sanctuary city. He also picked Chicago for the same reason. I mean, California's a sanctuary state. Yeah, I know. Could have easily sent them here, but he didn't. I'm surprised he didn't because his whole this whole beef with Newsom. I'm surprised we haven't had buses arriving in L.A. from Texas. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I was expecting uh, maybe we will eventually get it, but... I, I, he's taking particular delight in torturing uh, New York and Chicago. And so now, is DeSantis. Now, listen to this. The mayor of El Paso, Texas, has actually sent more migrants on buses to New York City and Chicago uh, than the Republican Texas governor, Greg Abbott. This is a Democrat by the name of Oscar Leeser. And he claims, though, their program is it's completely different than the other busing efforts. Why they it? treat people with respect when they do this. We don't <laughs> trick them. Nobody's being tricked. We don't lie to them. <laughs> the point is, you're shipping them out. In exactly. fact, uh, El Paso sent 7,000 to New York. Abbott has sent 3,000. Uh, El, El Paso, Paso has sent 7,000. How come Mayor Adams doesn't mention El Paso? Uh-huh. Yeah. How come? What do you think the reason could be? Everything is about Greg Abbott. And this character at El Paso, his name is Oscar Leeser. Uh, he has sent more than twice as many. Uh, Leeser has uh, sent 1,800 migrants to Chicago. Abbott has only sent 900 
So oh. he's... Uh, He's, he's said about double the migrants to both cities. Yeah, New York City spokeshole for the mayor, Kate Smart, says one of the differences, El Paso coordinates with us. Mm. They let us know when they're sending a bus to the city so we can prepare for it. Yeah. So? They tell us how many migrants are on board. They inform us. Now, most of those being sent, and I'm hearing this in every story, are Venezuelans. So when... Because when they're fleeing that country by the many thousands. When do they, uh, when do they start turning on Biden? How many? How many do they have to take in? Because eventually, you know, all these people and their kids—they're uh, going to need some sort of uh, permanent housing. They're going to need schooling. Uh, you're going to have to pay for uh, food and shelter uh, long term. So when when do they say, "Well, we can't afford this. No more." Well, that's what uh, Adams is saying in declaring an emergency. He's looking for federal funding. Yeah, but he's not. Spe- he's not. He's not uh, really. Bringing the hammer down on Biden. Uh, he'll say, listen, this is very soft. I think they have not been understanding the full depth of the crisis. This is a national problem that should not fall on the cities of Washington, New York, and Chicago. This is a national problem, but it has, must have a national solution. Okay. <laughs> There's fighting words, huh? <laughs> El Paso says we're also keeping in touch with the Biden administration. They know what we're doing, but they're seeking federal money, too. For the busing costs of sending these people Boy, to this, places uh, like New York. This Biden crowd's really stubborn, huh? They are. They're they not going to admit they, that there's any crisis with that here. They're just going to call it a stunt and it's mean and, and you know, it's just terrible that they're, they're doing they're, this. They're not interested in helping anybody out. The burden is overwhelming in Texas. And now it's, it's getting really bad in New York and Chicago. And Biden's crowd not interested. Yeah, you would think that they would send people to Texas to help coordinate wherever the migrants are sent. They don't seem to be involved. It's I, I know, up it, to the locals it, to do this, they the governor, the mayors. They haven't created a, a, a federal program to relocate these people. No, they they're, haven't. They're just, There's nothing coordinated here from the federal government. No, they, they created a policy. So if you're going to have this policy, why don't you back it up and, 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 and send uh, government officials and employees down there and have an orderly relocation process uh, to all 50 states. They're not doing that. It's just, hey, anything goes, chaos. We don't care. Another good one we're going to talk about right now is from uh, Bloomberg, uh, their business week. Uh, even after $100 billion, self-driving cars are going nowhere. Can, Can anybody wonder these days about the self-driving car industry and what's happened to it? Wasn't that one of the biggest hypes of the last 10 years? Self-driving cars. Yeah, this, this article says it started 20 years okay. ago. Yeah, right. But s- certainly in the last 10, ever oh, since yes. those rideshare companies. We were told, right, eventually that's how you're going to be able to commute. The, there's going to be a self-driving car with you in the back seat or a side we're gonna, seat. It's going to take c- you right to work. C- going to come pick you up. And, and keep this in mind as we go through green energy and electric cars. The hype machine is a thousand times more powerful than reality in getting into people's consciousnesses. People don't notice reality, but they absorb the hype. And then they start repeating the hype, and they believe the hype. And it becomes, again, like a cult. But the driverless car uh, business has gone bust. There's not going to be any driverless cars for decades. And two weird things among many. They can't get the cars to make left turns. One of the big conclusions, too, in the article is, believe it or not, people are better drivers than computers. Because 
people, uh, and it actually talks about the, the, when you consider all the hundreds of millions of miles driven in the country, the number of accidents is quite low. And a lot of them are caused by just people being drunk or whacked out yeah. on drugs. But computers, I like the way they explain this. You're driving down the street and there's a group of pigeons in the road. Yeah. You as a person know, all right, they'll probably fly away, right? The computer is picking up an obstruction. Has no idea really to compute that it's birds, right? So it's making decisions based on something that's very easy and intuitive to a human being. And it might just slam on the brakes or try to drive around it. Whereas, you know, by the time I get there, they'll flap their wings and drive away. I can just slow down a little bit. Computers can... It's a great example of exactly how this uh, can go go sideways. One of the... They, they have problem making left turns and they also have problems uh, when it's cloudy out. Like when the horizon is less distinct... Uh, then it we has found that out with the tesla i think yeah well the tesla had trouble with backgrounds right the tesla self-driving right and and so the human brain particularly with like white backgrounds i yeah, remember that guy the, that died that it, it didn't pick up that there was a truck that was a white painted truck yeah because that, it was just because i think it was or something it was a, a hazy milky white background right in florida right. so that's why the, the tesla hit the truck but the uh the uh the human brain cannot process as fast as computers, but the human brain knows what to process. And it's very difficult for the computers to deal with the infinite number of variables out there that we just naturally know by living life. Right. The story in Bloomberg talks about a woman named Jennifer King. A lot of these are in San Francisco. Have you been there? It's a Google project called Waymo, and they drive around with the uh, what's described here as a, a huge kind of a sensor, a giant fan on the roof. It's a laser sensor. So you can tell that it's a self-driving car, but she said she was observing it looked like a glitch. The car seemed to be using her property to execute a three-point turn. This would have been no biggie if it had happened once, but dozens of Google cars began doing the exact thing many times every single day it's like really noisy so she complained but the the they're called k-turns kept coming and then it says sometimes a few of the suvs would slow show up at the same time and form a little line like an army of zombie drivers ed students the whole thing went on for weeks when she finally called a news station they came to do the story and embarrassed google and waymo to do something about it well, what was that were they all programmed with the same glitch uh, they all they're saying that it wasn't a tech fail. They tech all, failure. It was not a tech failure? No. Well, then what would it be? They're claiming that this was just an isolated incident. But yeah, yeah but, it, but it's a tech failure because the car is, is, is driverless. Yes. It's not a human failure. See, this is, you notice everybody lies? Just admit it. It's like we programmed, we had a bum chip. We programmed the wrong information. We, we sent out uh, the oh, wrong information. I don't want you to think there's been setbacks because that'll hurt investment. Well, this is all about raising capital. Yeah, well, I don't think they're going to anymore, not after this article. No, uh, the article says it in one of the, apparently, one of the pioneers in this, he's got, it's a long story about him, but he got sued. He got into disputes with the companies. His name is Anthony Lewandowski. All he does now is an engineer, is he's trying to uh, work with the trucking industry to, to, to help design self-driving trucks that just work in construction projects. So they wouldn't really be on the road. They're just at, you know, construction sites. That's all he's right. down to. Well, according to a McKinsey and Company report, the investors have blown a hundred billion dollars, one hundred billion dollars 
on these uh, driverless cars. And there's one expert, George Hotz, who makes a driver assistance system. He says it's a scam. These companies have squandered tens of billions of dollars. Waymo, which was supposed to be uh, the leading innovator in driverless cars, was, in fact, it used to be owned by Google, uh, $175 billion it was worth four years ago. Now it's only worth $30 billion, and it's going down. You know, one guy in the story says you'd be hard-pressed to find anybody in the business that's taken in the entire self-driving vehicle business may have only taken in just a few million in revenue after all this time. That's it. Yeah. Uh, that's what Lewandowski said. You'd be hard-pressed to find another industry that's invested so many dollars into research and development and delivered so little. Forget about profits. What's the combined revenue of all these robo-taxi, robo-truck, robo-whatever companies? Is it a million dollars? Maybe. I think it's more like zero. So a hundred billion dollars they spent, and they have zero revenue for all this, and they think it's going to take decades, if ever. All right. Later on the show, the El Segundo Times did a poll: people's response to the mandate of having electric vehicles. If you're going to buy a new car in the year 2035, it's going to have to be electric in California. They polled people in their response to that. It's the usual mixed, dopey response. Oh, yeah, I support the idea. Will I buy one? No. Yeah, yeah. No. A lot of virtue signaling and a lot of people that swallowed the hype like uh, driverless cars. It's very similar. It's going to have a similar ending, too. All right, Steve Gregory's coming on next. There was a uh, news conference today in Pasadena, and the lead speakers were the Attorney General Rob Bonta and L.A. County Sheriff Alex Villanueva. And I guess the reporters wanted to know a little bit more about the Sheila Kuehl situation. We'll see how that went. KFI AM640 live everywhere in the iHeartRadio app. And Deborah Mark live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-backed IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or visit buylegacygold.com. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainer, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are the old world, picturesque shores of Europe calling you? Set sail on an adventure with Avalon Waterways. Enjoy an elevated cruising experience. 
Avalon Waterways offers smaller ships, bigger experiences, with fewer people, and more of, well, everything good about river cruising. Don't just dream about quaint towns and cobblestone villages. See them for yourself and make lasting memories. Discover limited-time offers today at avalonwaterways.com.